insert your own theme tune here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Uh, this is Kerry Marks and... This is Nick Doody. Except I now identify as Nick Doody. So this is now Nick Doody and Nick Doody. I wasn't told about this. I just started. Oh, Only, just now. It just happened about uh, well, seconds ago, actually. Oh, right. I think as I said it. Can you identify as another person? Yes, okay. I do. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, that's what I would say. All right. That's why I identify as you. You're so like me. Well, I'm like you. I'm really, I am you. I'm really annoying. <laughs> Notice. How are you doing? I'm all right, yeah. I'm uh, towards, the end of, towards the end of this tour. The end of the tour. Yeah. Hey, good but it's the, it's the final leg of a tour that's been added on the end, so the tour the tour hasn't actually been going on longer than a year. We should say you've been touring with Dave Gorman yeah. um, for how many months now? Um, the tour started in September 2018. Wow, that's a long <laughs> tour, isn't it? it? But it hasn't lasted a whole year. It was like three months, and then they've added another month and a bit. Right. This. Yes. So me trying to do the same material has just like <laughs> there's a bit I, I have to just uh, change the entire political bit at the beginning. And I still do the Corbyn stuff that still works. Right. But then I have to go and this is how long the tour is. Here's where the Theresa May material used to go. It's weird when you got a piece on a politician, you just don't want them to leave for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. You know, you want them to stay, stay. Uh, you know, at least head of their party or whatever. So they stay relevant. Don't ruin my piece of material. And everything I'm saying will be uh, out of date by December. Yeah, yeah. I think that happens with a lot of things, you know, like whatever it is, you might have a piece about, um, I know, let's say the tendency in Liverpool of women to be orange, you know, from right. spending it, whatever that does that, I don't know, it's too long on a sunbed, I think, or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. And then, uh, and then, let's say it's a really good bit, and then they, they just stop doing it one day, yeah, yeah. or it just stops being a thing, and you go, <laughs> Oh no! Just keep doing that. It's a good beat. Yeah, and it doesn't really seem like that anymore, Liverpool. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. No, I used to say just like there was a phase. It's like it's lots of lives around, on it, but not as much. Yeah, uh, that's not a tan. It's a tangerine, and yeah, just like if Newcastle, if if uh, if all the women started wearing more clothes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'd be so many comedians, bits of material that are just, uh, just you know become non-valid. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ironically. If they uh, if they started wearing more material, people <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember it's sort of foundation and stuff, isn't it? Or, or sunbeds, or I don't know. What in Newcastle? No, no, the, no, the, 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 the old the old school Liverpool thing. I used to say it just looks like you're trying to cover up the effects of a hammer fight. It's <laughs> <laughs> so much makeup. It doesn't. I've never really understood the desire to look unnatural. You know, you you yeah. want to look as if you've been on a beach tanning, don't you? You don't want to. Oh no! I want to go on the beach and just stand it long enough to get that sunbed look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you do sometimes. Like, it, it, it it doesn't look natural, does it? It looks um, it's like something else. It's like a weird all over dark brown burn. But that's what we've gone to with with um, cosmetic surgery, which I think is really odd. I really would have thought the whole point of cosmetic surgery is to look like you are naturally beautiful, or you've uh, right. or you've really worked hard on your body. But this started happening with breasts ages ago, where people were getting into breasts that were very obviously, and they're, they're popular. They're right. very obviously fake breasts. Teeth that are so white that, uh, you know, I, I, it's impossible. Yeah. You can't have teeth that white. They don't come to their mouth. Color of enamel, color of paper. Yeah, 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 totally, yeah. Yeah, and basically all you're doing is advertising, I've had a, j- a job done on my teeth, and, uh, and, do you, mean, do you understand? I just don't quite get what the point of that is. Cause... Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. It's, um, 
It's to look augmented rather, rather than to look like you, you just naturally achieve something. Is, is it that they haven't perfected it yet? So it still looks a bit off? Cause I well, no, because I think people have got a choice. They, they, they could easily only whiten teeth to a point where it looks like they're realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, I suppose. Or, but they're not, uh, they're not natural teeth, are they usually? They're capped or whatever. All right, so then you've got a choice of any colour you like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. I'll go for the whitest you've possibly got. Why? Um, have you ever heard of a super beak? No. There's, um, I heard about this in a... a um, in nose a, job of a, some kind. No, right? a t- it's a talk by V.S. Ramachandran, who's a neurologist. Uh, he went, they can find uh, these birds, and, and birds have no ability to recognise their mother. Um, it's just that they react to something that's yellow and long with a red stripe down it, the particular beak of this bird. And that's oh, the, yes, so, right, so yeah. they'll just go, yeah. oh, so the... So yeah, herons have a little red dot at the end of their beak, and uh, oh, right. that's how it recognises the mother. And so they put a pencil in with a red beak, and then it would start... Yeah, the, the and so they, they started going, so how mental Beat can we lead. make them go? And they found that they could do, they could make a beak that was so much bigger than it's possible for a bird to have. Right. Like, sort of three foot long, basically painted yellow plank with a red... And the birds went, oh my god! <laughs> the yeah. birds react like it. It's this is so much my mother. It's not true. And they want to tell us that they're not robots, but they are. <laughs> Clearly, and, and that like, is one 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 example though, where you see that that's programming, right? They just yeah. purely program to see the dot, see the mark, and that's that means mother. But then, he, but then he, mother he hypothesizes that humans, uh, some some humans in particular, have have a little bit of that going on. <clears throat> that what they're looking for is someone who has this trait, and if they have it to a, a ludicrous degree. Breasts, so am I right? Better. Is it like, breasts? Uh, breasts and money is the other thing you mentioned. A mother's got to have breasts and money? <laughs> <laughs> Ideal. You know what they say? Well, I, I think most sh- babies are far more easily tempted to the tit than uh, no, not enough, not, no, not enough adults. cash there. Not, ba- not babies, like uh, adults what they find, uh, <laughs> babies really look for money. <laughs> Go. Ah, I want at least a hundred. A little gold digger. <laughs> you want me to suck that? <laughs> no, they're, they're a much easier game. So you're telling me that adults? What are you talking about? Well, An adult would help find you to be his mother if you have if you have enough money. No, ad- adults find uh, you know adult, adult males find breasts attractive, right? If they're heterosexual, but some adult males will find the larger the breast, the better. Whereas most of us sort of go, well, that's that's a bit ridiculous. <laughs> it should yeah. be bigger than your head. But and he gives the example of sometimes you see a you know on the front of a magazine like a ninety-year-old billionaire who's just married like a Playboy centerfold. And they're both ludicrous versions of humanity, right? He's insanely rich in a way no one needs to be, and she has a gigantic breasts in a way no one needs. But they're both—they've both got super beaks. All right, okay, yeah. Doesn't mean they're seeing their mothers in each other, are they? I don't know where this mother thing's come. <laughs> it was done. That's what the beat was, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. There's a reason. There's logic in my madness. Um, and this brings to talking about sharks. Um, Sharks. I don't know. I didn't have a link. This brings us to story of the week. Oh. Okay. So I brought one in. Is that your own story of the week? Jingle here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is in um, the local freebie paper. I'm not really sure which one, but I photoed it. I just like the um, the opening of the story. Says um, it's quite a sad story. Oh, okay. It's, a British tourist believed <laughs> a British tourist believed to have been eaten by a shark was on a dream holiday to celebrate his wife's birthday. So that's the opening sentence. Right. 
And it makes you think, if he was believed to be eaten by a shark, what would make you believe someone has been eaten by a shark? Like, if you if he's believed to be, you'd think maybe he's, like, gone out for a swim and not come back, and there are yeah. shark-infested waters, so it's possible. Um, and they, they, oh, his voice is coming from inside a shark. There's another paragraph, and then uh, the next paragraph says, his death was confirmed when a severed forearm and hand wearing his wedding ring were found in the stomach of a 10-foot-long tiger shark. Which right. uh, that makes it pretty That's definite, heavy right? Evidence. That's a very, very heavy evidence. <laughs> I just find it rather amusing they started with it. He's he's still believed to be being it's, it's being my job. Like, he's definitely being my job. Yeah. <laughs> you don't get, get evidence. Much. Like if you say, "Oh, the hand was very similar to his," then maybe you can say he's yeah, believed yeah, yeah. to be by a shark. But once you go, it's got his wedding ring. Well. Unless it took his wedding ring off him and put it on another hand <laughs> before it ate the other person. The man who's either been eaten by a shark or is one of the most committed hide-and-seek players. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, that was Story of the Week. Now, story of the Week. That's what I've got. Story of the Week. Well, the only thing else that's going on at the moment, and I mean the only thing else, there is nothing else in the world going on other than heavy politics Yeah. as we approach uh, another election. And I, I have been busy. I've been busy with a project which um, we can talk about um, at some point in the future, actually, not ready to be talked about yet. But... Okay. Um, but f- because of that, I've I've not been reading papers or uh, or even looking at the internet much. So you're going to tell me what's anything you can think of that's relevant that's been happening. All right. So what, what right. level? What level? I will react to at? it on behalf of the ignorant masses who haven't. Um, so I'll start with what's politics, Nick. Mm. Well, politics are uh, <laughs> are a small goat. <laughs> Oh, cool. I knew I was going to enjoy talking about <laughs> politics. I love little goats. Um, <laughs> what is politics? It's uh, how you run cities, isn't it? That's where it comes from. Polis is city in Greek. Yep. Um, so is that what it originally means, then? Just, it's to run a, a, what did they at that time call running countries, then? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ancient Greek. Um, it, uh, what... Do you all right? Who's who's the queen now? Why I'm going to do it like this is a trick a, question. I, I don't believe you, it, how it much have you not been now? keeping up with the news? Oh, I see. Okay, I'm up to Lizzie. Like you're, you're, you're a time traveler or that. just come out of a coma. <laughs> um, I've been hit on the head and I'm a bit confused. I had right. a brick land on my head. Okay, and that, that's who this podcast is going out to. This on this episode, it's people. Who have got brain damage? <laughs> Recent brain damage. There's no, there's not enough podcasts for them. Specifically, brick related. Right. So we'll start again. My name is Kerry. I'm a person like you, a thing with arms and legs. Do you know what those are? Yes, I found some inside a shark recently. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah, what's been happening? What do you know? Uh, we've got a general election uh, uh, 12th of December, I think. Right. Yeah, and and it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a fucking mess. All I know is it's going to look like someone's definitely about to win and then they won't and then someone else will be definitely about to win and then that will change and it'll be... Um, and this... I Without following what's been going on so far, I feel like this election... And that they normally are, but more so than ever, I feel like this one is going to be um, based on uh, scandals and fear. Mm. Right? It's going to be... <coughs> really a scandal it's going to require a good enough scandal to change everything for one party to take a big lead uh and also the fear-mongering of what's going to happen if 
uh, if Labour get in, such things as they're going to open the floodgates, it's going to be like, um, you know, anyone can just walk in, terrorists will have a big welcome mat laid out for them uh, and, uh, and we'll have no borders anymore or whatever. And if the Tories get in, they're going to sell the NHS or whatever. It's the, these are the yeah, kind yeah. of so those are the narratives we're getting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rather than people people convincingly saying, "I'm going to do something wonderful for this country," I mean, they're, they're all going to say that, but they're, not, they're with any, that. not with any anything to to back it up. With you go, oh yeah, that's an ama- a really interesting imaginative policy. Yeah, I, I remember when I started voting as a, a sort of young adult being kind of excited at the prospect of change and there was usually a candidate that I hoped would win. And this is an election where (laughs) there's nobody that I'll be delighted to see win. Yeah. Um, But I have... It's sort of a... It's a list of least worst to absolute worst possibilities. I don't even know if I want anyone to win. I think another hung parliament might... (laughs) You know what I also hate watching is is the celebration of the other party's failures. Mm. You know, certainly if you really believe the other party's about to do something bad or that you should be bringing that up, but but not in a way of this. Um, like if uh, say Labour's down on the polls and then you you see um, Boris Johnson celebrating, ha ha ha, you're down on the polls. That, that's a horrible trait, right? <laughs> it's horrible if you see someone winning a race and it, of any kind and they, they start gloating. like yeah, gloating like that. You just go, that's. It puts us off people, and I'm pretty sure they... Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised, at least, if they lose votes when they behave like that. You know, that bad sportsmanship isn't, isn't loved by the public. No. Bad winners are, are amongst, you know, the most disgusting forms of behaviour. Yeah, I, I don't think Boris Johnson think performs very well in public nowadays. People used to kind of like him when he was um, a bit bumbling and sort of self-effacing or whatever. But yeah. It's not a good looking a leader. No, uh, no, the the humour feels very different when it's someone who's actually in charge. Yeah. You know, you can get away with an awful lot otherwise. That's why comedians can get away with everything we get away with, is because we you don't really we're not have any power to do anything. anything. Yeah. 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 It doesn't matter. If the stuff you say starts to matter, it becomes a lot less funny. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So that's why I feel at the moment it's, it's all going to be fought on. I, I think most of the fighting is going to be on awful grounds. It, and I think that's something that's changed a lot in politics as well. I think it's gotten f- yeah, yeah. far more aggressive and nasty. Or maybe there was always aggressive and nasty stuff. I can think of things going back in time where uh, un- really awful tactics were used, but I feel like they're almost celebrated the way they're used now. They are, and there's a sort of ruthlessness and, like you say, nastiness around and, and also people don't, people no longer resign for things that they used to resign for that's also odd isn't it yeah it used, I mean losing a vote a prime minister losing a vote used to be kind of well it's kind of the end of their government right and that, Boris Johnson started his premiership by losing vote after vote after vote it yep. used to be unheard of yes yeah yeah you, it, it does seem that they can ride out an awful lot now we were talking about um before we were talking about uh, whether um, Trump will get impeached or not, and uh, and whether that would even affect him if he does, it's, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, if Trump's impeached, it doesn't remove him from office necessarily. There's two stages, on there. so you get impeached, and then there's the conviction stage, and the conviction stage requires like a supermajority. So, yep. so two thirds of the of the House need to vote to convict him, you know, to remove him from office or whatever, um, which. Given that the Republicans who are on the jury are currently going, well, I'm not, we're not even going to read the evidence. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't look very likely. Yeah, but he's yeah he's a great example in that he has no shame 
and so just pointing out that he's done done something wrong, like or that he's just enriched himself, he goes, "Yep, yeah, I have." And thank you for talking about me. Yeah, exactly. Which is what I like. That's what makes me happy. The more you talk about me, the better. You can't. How do you damage someone who likes? attention that much yeah he's like well you know in a horror movie where there's a there's, there's some creature go, it feeds on your fear <laughs> it's like that I have to just not be afraid of it and then it loses all power it's, that's, that's him right he feeds yeah. on your attention yes yeah he just gets fatter and stronger yeah all the time and more orange yeah <laughs> um okay so tell me let's go back to like over the last two or three weeks stuff that's been happening Oh, I don't know. I've been paying attention. So that's the wrong person to ask. Um, Who, who's? Let's start off with your your area where you live in um, in Heavenbridge. What's? Um, I'm imagining is it, is it Greens around there? Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. Probably Lib Dem. No, it'd be Labour. I'm going with Labour. Where we live in Hebden Bridge? Yeah. If Hebden Bridge could vote on its own, I'm sure it would be. But Hebden Bridge can't. It's part of the Calder Valley, so uh, it's Tory at the moment. Oh, is it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, and that's quite. Um, I've forgotten his name now. <laughs> My own MP. He he used to work for Wilco's. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Craig Whitaker is his name. Um, yeah, he's a sort of not massively extreme Tory. Right. Uh, he voted for Theresa May's deal. Uh, he, um, what else do I know about him? He, um, oh, he's he's one of the, he's one of the Tories who voted against making it, uh, making landlords legally obliged to make sure that their houses were, uh, in a fit state for the. <laughs> oh well. Uh, right. so, yeah, so the, there's a the Tories voted against it, but a lot of them were also landlords. So you had landlords voting against yes, the rule to start to to force landlords to uh, to make their properties livable in for their ten- tenants. Right. That's not going to happen, then, is it? Uh, no. <laughs> it's like getting the House of Lords to vote against Viagra being legal. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you old men want to make Viagra illegal? No, none of you. Okay. Um, my my local ones, it's uh, Dawn Barnes, I think, with the Lib Dems, I'm pretty sure, and uh, against Catherine West. Ah, um, Catherine West is the Labour MP who won last time, because I, I... She won by a sizable majority as well. Yeah, but from the Lib Dems, from Lynn Featherstone. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because uh, who was a good MP as well, she was in the Cabinet for a bit. Because um, the reason I know that is because that was my constituency as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Catherine West, I don't know very much about, apart from a, a clip of her. Uh, oh, I saw. I know the clip you're talking about. I saw that clip. Do you have a handy? I, I do. Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Let's uh, let's play, let's play this. that. The, we, we haven't so done this, this is, before. This is this is her talking to. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Who's the other guy who she gets angry with? It's uh, Jonathan Bartley. Right. Just it, I'm gonna to have to bring it up again. He's um, Greens, isn't he? Yeah, he's the he's the Jonathan Bartley is the um, he's the co 
head of the Green Party. Right. Mr Athens got a vision which I agree with, but in order to pay for that, we need the money, and to get the money in, we need to stop Brexit. 1% or 2% of GDP uh, isn't going to make a difference. Right. Right. Let, let, be let Maria speak. speak. Let Maria speak. So climate planning. change is, is, you know, well, if you are describing <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn as business as usual, then you haven't been reading the newspapers or watching the television. He was green before the Greens existed. He rode a bike. He's got an allotment. He will do both. He will bring social justice and a green revolution. So have the vision on the Greens, but vote Labour if you really want it, it to happen. It's got to be more than allotment. And let's just look at the facts. In 2017, John, there was 14... John, could you stop mansplaining? This is the I'm first day of the election, Adam. and Adam has and asked me could... to respond. And if you continue to mansplain, I'll have to complain. Please don't resort now. to sexism when we're trying to have a conversation well, about the facts. could you stop mansplaining? Yeah. I've asked you three times. <laughs> Isn't that remarkable? <laughs> she asked you more than three times. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, yeah. And also, ask isn't quite the word I'd use. That's uh, it's quite an extraordinary clip, isn't it? It's yeah. just, um, I mean, that is normal for, for a political discussion, right? It's normal to interrupt and have a debate. I mean, he, he, you could argue he interrupts in, the, in the, the first instance, but the second one, she's finished. Yeah. Vote Labour if you want real change. And he goes, but real change is going to require... Stop mansplaining! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, I, I, I would find it really difficult to vote for her after that. Um, that's, that's loathsome. It is loathsome, yeah, isn't it? It's also, you know, mansplaining is a thing, right? But it's not, um, and even, but I think most people don't seem to know what exactly, what kind of explaining it refers to. So they just think it's a man talking, you know, (laughs) that's what men do all the time. Yeah, some some bloke should probably explain to her what mansplaining is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then explain what patronising is. Um, Kirsty once asked me what mansplaining was. (laughs) No, trap! This is a trap! to answer that question. Um... It is a thing. I, I hate the term because I think yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I think but it does make. It, I think it, it does make it like a sexist thing about a particular way. That there's no. If there were loads of different terms with different types of explaining, mm. you know, and ways women explain things and so on. But it, there's definitely a style that men do. The same as manspreading is definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think ever ever since the campaigns have stopped manspreading, that, that's where a man sits with his legs wide open on a right. on public uh, transport and. Uh, and you do tend to notice it more. And every now and then, I, I see a particularly ridiculous one. You know, a guy who gets on and his legs are spread. There are such angles. He, he, any man who's saying it's necessary to sit like that, it, it looks like agony to spread that far apart. And and people are crushed either yeah, side. It's, of it's like some sort of violent yoga. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I would never do I don't want to How touch you know, the you person. Can't not know. You can't not know your legs are that wide and just showing your balls to everyone. Man. Look at me. Yeah. It's weird. I've... Most often I'm sort of next to someone like that and they spread their legs and their leg touches mine and I don't want that to happen, so I move mine and they keep pushing Yeah, yeah, right, they, yeah. I, I've never said anything out loud to them. Maybe I feel like, what are you doing? I don't <laughs> fancy you. <laughs> it's not It's not a way women tend to sit at all anyway. And I, I, don't, I don't want to suggest that women should sit in a particular way, but I'm just saying <laughs> they, don't, they don't tend to. But I, I suppose, on a horse. Well, I suppose, I suppose from most of history wearing, or not most, but a lot of wearing skirts, you, yeah, you yeah. wouldn't tend to sit with your legs wide open. And then back in the days when a lady didn't sit with her legs wide open at all, and also because it is considered to be um, uh, body language, if a woman's sitting next, opposite you and opens her legs wider and wider, right. it tends to be considered, I'm being careful my language here, a sign. Um, whereas it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily with a man, it just means that he's lazy yeah, or, or selfish. Or, yeah, or just wants to take up more space. It's, yeah. I do. I've I've never understood the thing of being willing to do that so that you're touching the person next to you. It feels yeah. so uncomfortable to me. Yes. Well, the same with the armrest thing. Is like I really don't understand why people don't understand that you can get two elbows and an armrest front and back. 
Right. You know, if, if you need to, you can. There's, there's room, particularly just, on a plane where you're doing tube. Or... Or either either way, on a tube, oh, on right. a plane, whatever you can. You don't have to put your arms right in the middle of the armrest so that no one else can use the armrest. If you lean back or forward, there is now room for another arm in there if somebody else wants right. to relax as well. Yeah, it's sort of that. that this is mine. I wish now. you had an armrest here so I could demonstrate. Yeah, I just don't know what you mean. <laughs> but rudeness is rudeness, and I don't think. Whilst I think manspreading and mansplaining are specifically more male, uh, much more yeah. male things to do. Um, I don't think selfishness is necessarily more male than female. I think there's plenty of examples of women who behave selfishly. Sure. You know, men are far less likely to be putting their makeup on whilst driving, for example. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that's true. But there's also... Um, oh, God, I saw that, yeah, in the Thomas recently. We sort of passed the van, and I just was looking at a woman... Putting like mascara on, she was driving. She was on the motorway. She was doing seventy. Incredible, yeah, yeah. I, I, it was in my head because I, I think I said it because someone. I saw one recently. It was a woman who uh, who uh, shot off at the traffic lights whilst putting her lipstick on, uh, looking in the, the mirror above her head. So she wasn't even looking at the road. It was insane. Yeah, um, um, yeah. But that that man that clip is yeah. is amazing. It, but that's what's interesting about it is how easily you can be put off someone. Mm. Because we're not, and we're not talking about in real life. If someone behaves badly in real life, uh, I'm not going to form a big judgment on them straight away. But when, when they're a politician who's about to run my area, then yeah, that does affect me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised. What would it be like going to a surgery? That's where she's a good gonna, way of being. Yeah, because that that to me is like, I, I wonder if people seeing it went, do not do that again, because you looked like an awful person. Well, the thing is. When words like mansplaining are being used as a ruse, I saw it once on, a, yeah, on one yeah. of the um, BBC Question Times, and it was, and I can't remember, it was a female politician uh, who told the man next to her to stop mansplaining and, and that he was um, uh, he was talking over everybody and so on. Which she, it was only near the beginning of the programme. Right. Uh, and he apologised and went quiet, and then she spent the rest of the programme talking over everybody. Right. So what it had done yeah, yeah. is given her that space to behave in exactly the same way. Yeah, I suspect it, it may be just it, it may be something that people are taught now. If you want to shut someone up, <laughs> it does work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it worked there. He got he didn't get to say very much at all, right? No. She yeah. just sort of shouted him down. Yeah, ironically, given what she was claiming. That, that well, that's an interesting thing. A lot of these behaviours really exist. Yeah, calling them is also a ruse. So whilst the behaviour is a ruse to talk over someone or to explain something uh, in a patronising way, etc. Naming it is also a ruse to silence someone. Yeah. So you, you can get there's there's this balance, isn't there? Yeah. It's I mean I my understanding of mansplaining is it's when some somebody is when a man confidently tells a woman who knows far more than he does about a subject right all about it. Yeah. And it, it's it, that's a really male trait, isn't it? Massive over self confidence. Yes. Or trying to impress whatever it is. Oh, like maybe that. yeah. You know. Um, because I think a lot of the male traits people talk about, like uh, women complain a lot about men in meetings who will repeat an idea they've just come up with. Right. Right. Now that unquestionably, I've seen it happen. It does happen. I did that once by accident. I was, um, uh, as you might listen to this, I was uh, writing on a show with a, a female friend of ours, um, and I I hadn't properly written what she'd, I hadn't probably read what she'd written, um, and suggested, oh, we could do this, and she'd actually already she'd already written the thing I was right. suggesting. Yeah. And she accused me of toxic masculinity. Oh, really? I'm sort of joking, <laughs> I think. But in fact, I can I, see it. I went, 
because that's what it looked like. It looked like I just re- I just read her idea and then suggested it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah. in fact I hadn't read it, <laughs> which is also bad. Sometimes I think what well, I was going to say is something that I've seen that happen in meetings where it's also happened with a guy, um, a man suggesting an idea that another man had just said a few moments yeah. ago. And I think it often happens if someone hasn't got a particularly confident voice or or uh, they, they they put they don't maybe put their idea they're not assertive they don't put their idea over as well as they think they have. Um, so they put yeah. out a gist of an idea, and the other person thinks they've understood this and turned it into an idea. And I th- I've seen it where that I think is what's going on. Yeah. Right. And the person's going, yeah, or we could do this, and they're actually saying the same thing. It's just the first person didn't actually. The truth is, they didn't actually explain themselves very well. So sometimes it's happening for that reason. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's, in, in our line of work, it's jokes, isn't it? You, you sort of. If you do a joke often enough, it feels like yours. I think there's a you know, tendency to think, oh, I thought of this. And we do get into that complication sometimes where one person will come up with a premise, someone else will add to it, and someone else will add to that. And yeah. now it's hard to work out who it actually belongs to because mm. it might be that the extra add to is the bit that made it particularly funny and it wasn't that funny in the first place. But still, is it the person who came up with the premise who gets gets the whole, uh, you know, yeah. the whole um, kitty at the end? I think as, if we're friends and we're comics, I think quite often people will suggest a tab or something like that, and you're just you're just giving it to them. Right? Yeah, of course, yeah. I, um, someone suggested something on Twitter that is just a perfect joke for the point I was trying to make, and I sent them a free DVD. To said because I I actually do use the joke. That almost never happens that a member of the audience suggests a joke and it is good. Right, right, yeah, That's yeah. What I did. It's rare, isn't it? Really rare. Because I've had that with, um, you know, the favourite question that uh, reviewers always, or not reviewers, just um, like whenever the press are interviewing us, uh, interviewers always ask is, uh, uh, what's the best haircut you've ever had? Yeah, and I, and I like to explain to them, when I get in the right mood, I explain to them that this is almost a fallacy that we receive yeah. non-stop good heckles. The majority of heckles are drunk people who are annoying who and they've come in on something that we've written and thought about and even, you know, uh, refined in clubs and so on. We've yeah. perfected this piece. And it's very <coughs> unlikely that someone else is just going to chip in with something we haven't thought of or that's going to improve mm. the piece. So, actually, they're really rare. Really, I can probably think of three or four good heckles I've heard in 20 years. Yeah. I have heard a, a few, but they're, they're, they're that rare. But, but the press seem to think it's something that happens every time you go on at a club, the, the, uh, the public are hilarious. No, they're not. They're drunk and they're annoying. Yeah. They need to stop... Keeping this 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 belief going, it's erroneous, and it's uh, the truth is they need to shut up. They're not the public. Listen to me. You're not funny. I'm sorry. You're not. <laughs> We've heard a lot of you. Yeah, we have an awful lot, and uh, we've met more of you than you have of us. Sometimes we've laughed at things you've said, but only because it looked good. It makes it. It does. We don't always look arrogant on stage. We can't <laughs> chop you down every single time because you do it too much. So you know, have a think about this. Yeah. <laughs> and stop mansplaining <laughs> but yeah she comes across it's not just the word mansplaining she just comes across as extremely arrogant in that clip yeah and the thing is you, if you try to guess who's doing that to who you'd think okay that's probably someone either centre or left who's shouting down to someone from the right that's what that one feels like but it's actually someone from further left or yeah. someone from the Green Party yes but and she's shutting him up to suggest that um, that you should vote for Corbyn as being green. Yes, because he's got an allotment. And he rides a bicycle. Rides a bicycle. <laughs> or did you say he used to ride a bicycle? I think she said he used to ride a bicycle. Yeah, there was a period where he rode a bicycle. Yeah. But does he still have the allotment or is that also history? Or is it that he's, he, he can't drive? <laughs> <laughs> I 
But for I'm me, I can't sure, drive. I'm sure, pretty sure Boris was riding a bicycle for a while. Didn't he have a big bicycle thing going? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did. And uh, I would be very unsurprised if he didn't have an allotment, like a, a huge one. Trying <laughs> <laughs> guard. More called an area of the country. <laughs> I don't know where that makes you green, having an allotment, does it? Yeah. So who to vote for, eh? Um, well, I'm definitely here's my problem is I'm definitely not going Tory or Labour on this one I can't I can't right. vote for either of them um, and that leaves me with Lib Dem but I don't agree that uh, tearing up Article 50 is the right thing to do at this point yeah because, because, because and mainly because <laughs> I, this is interesting because um, I went with uh, our friend Matt who gets a mention every now and then yeah. to um, that Matt to um, uh, see uh, the uh, Talking Politics um, live podcast, which um, Rory Stewart was on it. Oh, I've heard that. Right, and yeah. he was. You heard the piece. Well, you yeah. heard the piece where he's talking about. And I think it's a fair point that he's saying about. You know, that there was a time where human beings just um, fought over everything, and and then they made a. a you know, we we had this agreement that we would vote on things, and we would all agree to what to whatever the vote said, and that's that's how we solve our problems. Yeah, that's what reduces wars and uh and and um you know uprisings of different kinds so when there is a vote that is as large as the one that happened I, and i think that is a relevant point i, th I think we have a, a duty to uphold it um yeah. obviously things can change i don't want to i don't think it has to be like set in absolute stone but i think it's something massive has to change and not saying yeah lies were told during a campaign i don't think that's enough no, it so, but I, despite I that, I might vote for Lib Dems because in my area it's going to be Lib Dems or or it's going to be Labour. And, yeah, and, and, really, I, and it's and that lady we just heard is my Labour MP. Yeah, and, she's, she's the MP for Hornsey and Wood Green. Which right. Is your, yeah. So I wouldn't. I would. I don't fancy voting for her. But I also, and to be fair to her, I don't know more than that about her. But um, and it might be someone else. Hell of a first about. impression. Well, Hell of a first impression, and obviously before the before I vote, I'll, I'll read up a little bit more, but I just haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, so far, you're asking me now, and that's what I have to go on. But on, on top of that, uh, I really don't want to be helping Corbyn at the moment. So no, this is the thing. You've got um, the Tory party, who, if they get a majority, are going to push through either Boris's deal, which is terrible, or a No Deal Brexit, which is potentially catastrophic um like the second place or in polling second place is labor or, or actually all the lib dems in some polls the lib dems are coming in second really uh, yeah okay um but but both of them are significantly polling under under uh are probably significantly under the tories do you know what you're going to vote uh, not absolutely no i, I need to uh what's your thought as a tactical um labor or lib dem because they're, the, they're the only show in town when it comes to not electing uh, a Tory. And I, d I don't... My least... <laughs> right. The least... My least desired probable outcome is uh, Boris Johnson going into number 10 with a majority that enables him and the most right-wing cabinet in memory right. doing everything they want to. Yeah. Uh, I think that's going to be an absolute fucking disaster for public services. It's completely possible we end up with a no-deal Brexit, and much as they say they won't sell off the NHS, you tell me what else, what other assets... I didn't say they won't American sell off the NHS. Lobby. No, and, but um, James cleverly said the NHS is not for sale on any question the other day. Right. 
Um, well, it might not be now. Uh, no, there's, you, there's worry, lot, you, worry about, you worry about increments to do with that, making yeah, yeah, deals it'll, be, it'll be bit by so bit, and, and you'll uh, never be able to get it back. Yeah. Um, and there's lobbying. The Channel Four did a dispatches uh, where they found that um, senior civil servants have been meeting lobbyists from health companies and pharmaceutical companies in the states. Um, who want you know the NHS is a, if you're an American pharmaceutical company, the NHS is a bit of a problem because of the buying power it has, keeping drug prices down. Totally, and it's it's a massive prize for America to make as a if they could ever yeah. get it in as part of a deal. So anyway, that's that. But that doesn't mean that whilst those things are true, that doesn't mean necessarily there is. I, I, they'd be insane to sell off the NHS they, to do it in tiny increments, possibly. Yeah, but they'd yeah. be insane to do it. They, there would almost certainly be an uprising if that happened. I can't. I can't see that. I can't imagine it being on the cards. I don't know. I think it's a gradual creeping thing. You know, you, you know, you notice a lot of private ambulances around at the moment in a way you'd never used to see. Right. Um, but anyway, I mean, I'd, you know, generally in public services, you know, the, I, I'm pretty scared of what that bunch of people will do. Although they are suddenly promising massive spend, expenditure. Well, that's the thing. We, yeah. Also, I don't, I, you know, I'm sure there are Tories who would like to see the NHS sold off. I'm sure there, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm quite willing to believe there's quite a lot of them that wouldn't, that do value, they do seem to value uh, the NHS as quite an amazing uh, institution that we have. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the Cabinet would probably be very happy to see it, because they probably all these private medicine themselves totally, anyway, yeah. but also they're that kind of uh, right-wing libertarian, the sort of Singapore on Thames. Yes, we lot. do get that, yeah. Um so there's that. Uh, then there's uh, the Labour Party, which have um, Corbyn and the, the Cornites and all the problems that come along. With... And, he, and his biggest, the biggest fears we have with him really are security issues, which security is the biggest leeway a government has. Right? You can change, you can change laws with, uh, as far as a country's security far more easily without being challenged than you can in most other areas of government. What, so what, do, you think of the, what do you think of the security concerns? Because they sound, you know, what, what do you think Corbyn would do? Um, I, well, first of all, I think he uh, he makes alliances with some very dodgy uh, groups, and I think that also he's. Um, yeah. uh, I think he turns a blind eye to to some of the most ugly violence going on in the world because it just doesn't suit his very simplistic political understanding. I agree. I mean, his stunt on Venezuela is unconscionable. I think it, it just he. he can't say anything bad about well, the people are being disappeared there's fucking death squads right Syria like, Yemen, okay. Yemen all these places he doesn't he doesn't seem to really care what's going on he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't get involved with uh, with you know I think he, what he sees is that kind of shame of what we are of, of what the West is and so on and yeah, uh, yeah. imperialism and therefore uh, anything that's not is therefore good and it seems to be that simple so yeah, from from loads of things going on all throughout Asia and so on. I mean, we do a separate, maybe we can do a separate pod on that at some point. Yeah, possibly. Uh, do world events and so, so on. So there's all that. Yeah, he's he's like a a, a a Marxist revolutionary who hasn't done any anything effective about what seems to be quite a rampant anti-Semitism problem in his own party. Amongst other things, yeah. So that yeah. So that's the other option, <laughs> and then you've got the Lib Dems who are running on a very simple: we will revoke, rescind, and revoke Article Fifty. And I almost, whilst Which, I don't agree with them doing that, I, I, I'm, I'm not totally against the idea of, of tearing up Article 50 either at this point because we're not ready for anything. Yeah, I, d I don't see... I, I, I mean, I know it was voted on in the House of Commons, but 
I don't see how beneficial this ticking clock has been. And I do admire that position more than more than um, Corbyn's because it's. If, I, I can understand where a politician is saying, I just don't know what we should do. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's half a dozen of one and so on. But when you come to something like this, we, we need to know what we're voting for. And and a lot, I know a lot of um, <coughs> Labourites are saying, no, no, it's very clear what he's saying. And, uh, you know, we're going to negotiate a deal and then we're going to have a vote on that deal and so on. But it's still very wishy-washy. Yeah. I want to hear very clearly, are you getting out of the... Your, what is your party standing for? Are we getting out or staying in? And is it really that you're trying to please everybody and you're afraid of your own uh, your own party and your own constituents that you you won't put your foot down somewhere yeah Corbyn has been very sort of you have a fence up it. your arse Corbyn yeah, yeah. and it is deep up there and it's a sharp one yeah I, I would much prefer if the Lib Dems uh, weren't just revoke and remain if they were revoke and then second vote or something like that yeah me too yeah I, I, I just think how... revoke for now revoke for now and, and, and renegotiate at a better time you know when we know what we're going in with yeah. and what, what's actually possible but leave, leaving the European Union and doing it well is something that is very likely to take a long time yeah I don't know you know all this the problem was that it was, it was shouting promises you know just covered in promises that it would be really easy yeah and that's just obviously not the case What's going on with? I saw a headline, and once again, I haven't been reading up on stuff. Nigel Fuckface Foragey Fucky Fucky Fuck, right? Farage, uh, that okay. one. Farage. <laughs> right. Um, he's withdrawing from certain areas, and he to give the Conservatives more of a yeah, he's, more of a way in. He he tried to form a Brexit pact with uh, Boris Johnson, who said no. Which was to say what? Um, he essentially wanted Johnson to commit to a No Deal Brexit or something like that. Um, publicly which, yeah which right um i don't I mean, that that'd be an insane thing for johnson to do yeah um and he went in at first said and we won't oppose you in those places but now he's now just said that the brexit party he, he originally said that they were going to stand everywhere and he's now changed his mind and said they're not going to stand uh, against uh, tories who won the seat last time okay well, he must have made some kind of deal for that. Um, You'd have thought. I, I've no idea. I don't even know if Farage really wants Brexit. I mean, what what does he do once Brexit is... I thought he quite solidly wants a no-deal Brexit. Oh, I see, right. He does yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not what he used to say. Like he, he, I mean, that's that's the problem, is that the world, the world of Brexit is full of people who, up until June 2016, used to say that Brexit would look like one thing and now say that that's not a proper pure Brexit. The only pure one is just to crash out in WTO rules. Yeah. Yes, but to be fair, that was after they saw what a deal looked like, which they didn't know until that point. Yeah, fair enough. And I think it's, that's been ever since seeing a deal and saying, uh, all right, well, that's not giving us what we we actually voted for. But they were still saying things like, you know, Norway plus. We're going to have Norway plus. Yeah, right, yeah. Um, yeah, it depends. Who. But people, people now, I think, are rewriting their own memories. There's, there's plenty of people who now are insisting on a No Deal Brexit and now believe that that's all they've ever wanted. Yeah. Where yep. you know, I wonder what they believe a No Deal Brexit is. It's, it seems to be a different understanding to what I take from it. Well, it, it's it seems not like a very precarious. Is it? No Deal Brexit is kind of the, the the worst. The worst trading status you can have. That's what I think, yeah. Right, in the WTA rules. Right. From that position, you would then try to negotiate something better than that. 
Which is going to take a, deal. a long yeah. time as well. So this is this idea. I mean, the, the Tories currently are running on "get Brexit done," but that's just a, that's a phrase that is almost meaningless yeah. as far as the next governmental term is concerned. Yeah, but what I'm wondering is what do people like Farage and others who are now no dealers? What do they think it's getting? And they're, they're not. He's not a total idiot. What does he believe that we gain from a No Deal Brexit? I just think that's who he is now, isn't it? He he he's Mr. Brexit. So his position, Brexit. Could, he is. He is. Yeah. Come, Mr. Brexit, and his position has to be, that's not proper Brexit. Yeah. Well, the sad thing is, I think that's what they all are right now. No matter what we do, I'll be surprised if some other subject, nicely surprised maybe, takes over from Brexit as the the main voting issue with the election coming up. What you have is Johnson is definitely going to get a Brexit done. Um, the Lib Dems are definitely going to uh, uh, stop a Brexit. Right, they're going to tear up Article Fifty. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know whether, but I don't, I don't know what to say that the uh, the Labour are definitely going to do. But they're they're certainly putting Brexit as their their chief issue, right? Mm. So everyone's Mr. Brexit right now. So what's or, so what's, or the, what's, Main, but what's the ideal? And I, I I honestly think awful as this is that it would be best if none of them had power. <laughs> If none of them had enough power to enact their version well, of the I've, world. I've always complained that there isn't an extra one. You can do none of the above, but you can't do, I want them all out. <laughs> can we all vote for all present politicians to resign and get a new lot in? Well, that, that, is, that is what option. I meant. What I meant is, I, I, I think uh, another hung parliament, sadly, is... I mean, it's, and that, oh, that's, that's very much possible. on the cards, right? But I think that also might be as good as any of those other things. You know what I mean? If you, if you, if you had, say, um, like, so Jeremy Corbyn in coalition can't do everything Jeremy Corbyn would like to do if Jeremy Corbyn was in a Labour majority. Right? Boris Johnson in coalition mm-hmm. can't do everything he'd like to mm-hmm. do in a coalition. And the Lib Dems uh, going into a coalition with someone aren't going to be able to just revoke and remain. Yep. But they can push things in the direction of, say, like a, a second vote where we get to vote on... A deal versus no deal versus remain. Yep. So. I agree with you. But on the other hand, um, I don't know whether we, after the last three years of such uncertainty and yeah. shifting around, I, I, I almost would like to see a majority of someone simply so that something actually fucking happens. Do you know? Because if, if you have a coalition right now, they're, they're totally going to be at... Um, uh, they're going to be against each, each other's policies, right? They're not, no one's in agreement with anything mm. right now. So we're going to see more and more... What's been going on with the Tories has been all the infighting. And we're going to see infighting with, with, a, with a mixed government. Yeah. We all, Also, we haven't uh, mentioned the SNP or the DUP or Sinn Féin. We are right, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, Sinn Féin, by the way, are doing a similar thing to the Brexit Party. Sinn Féin are, aren't putting up candidates uh, against anti-Brexit candidates. So right. They, so they're essentially saying they won't stand against the Lib Dems, I think. Really? Yeah, which is... You know, wow, that's interesting. Sinn Féin don't get that much press, but... Uh, right. Which is weird. And I'm not it, mentioning the SNP because I generally thought that they, they, they remain a stronghold in, in Scotland full stop, don't they? Well, yeah. Especially now, because um, the Tories aren't much loved in Scotland, but also Ruth Davison is stepping down. And she made the Tories much more palatable yeah. to a lot more people. Yes. Yeah. 
And Labour are practically no-go now in Scotland yeah. as well, incredibly. You know, they, I don't think they've got much yeah. influence at all. Red Tories. Huh? Red Tories. Yeah. 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 It's, um, yeah, so we should do the thing of explaining who people are when we mention them, shouldn't we? So, um, okay. And Ruth Davison was the head of the, was the, head of the Scottish Conservatives. Um, I'm not sure if she is now. She's already stepped down or she's just said she's not going to fight the next election. She did really well in the last election. Yeah. Well, she's, um, she's quite young. Uh, she's gay, so there's a social... She's, you know, a, a woman married to another woman so that sort of social conservative thing that's quite toxic to people isn't there <laughs> and she's also funny as fuck right she's just very very entertaining and quick and funny right okay that helps yeah really helps yeah they like um, that kind of thing in scotland don't they <laughs> they like a quip yeah yeah they like people who seem nice <laughs> weirdos um but she's yeah she's stepping down so that i assume is going to be pretty bad for them, and also because this is a very Brexit Tory party and very right wing, um, it's Boris Johnson is not a popular figure in Scotland. No, I don't think. Not, yeah. uh, so I, I expect the SNP can do quite well because they hide, they hide their, um, they hide their, what I'm looking for, their most unpalatable members. Yep. There's some quite unpleasant Scots nats, but uh, you don't you don't see them on telly. Right. And and the people yeah. the people for the S and P you do see uh, generally come across as really really reasonable and intelligent and you know yeah 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 DUP what are they doing I've not followed them the Democratic what, Union Party late, what's late well for them? Theresa May went into not a, not not technically a coalition but a command and supply arrangement with the DUP the yeah. DUP are. To my eyes, an insanely right-wing conservative religious organisation, yep. you know, political party. Um, the, the, the sort of people who, you know, you, you just can imagine going in one of their houses and going, oh my God, this is covered in crucifixes and um, all the... Yeah, they're, 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 they're in that mould, in that kind of scary religious mould. And um, they got bought off with a billion quid for investment That's in right, Northern yeah. Ireland for, by Theresa May. And then they got totally shafted by Boris Johnson. In what way? Um, by just deciding by what he's done with the, um, with the uh, border. Oh, his, by, his ignoring, original, his, by ignoring them on the backstop. Is yeah. You? Right. Yeah. Is, and also Boris Johnson appears not to understand his own border. Have you seen the clip of him quite drunk? Explaining um, that that could be one of many clips or something. <laughs> and see. also with his slur, which is quite kind of works for him because you can't tell whether he's drunk or not. Yeah, because he, he slurs and mumbles anyway, right? I always think it's good to go through life talking the same as you would do when you're drunk, so that people aren't sure. And you should also hug everyone so they can't tell whether you're on ecstasy or not. Sorry, Nick's busy looking. He's, what are you looking up? Um, I'm. Oh, okay. A clip, a... a clip of Boris Johnson being drunk. That cracking of the. Ah, damn fucking oh, ass. No. Nick's acted any plague is porn. So, so when you come out of the, of the EU customs, which is what we've done, you have to have some way of checking that goods that might be attract a tariff going from the United Kingdom into Ireland pay that tariff if there is to be a tariff the only place you can do it if you don't do it at the border 
is at the border in Northern Ireland. Most, most there, there will not be tariffs or checks on goods coming from GB to I that are not going on to Ireland. That's the whole point. And the great thing that's been misunderstood about this is there will not be checks. There will not be checks. So I speak as the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, <laughs> the passionate bad. unionist. There will not be checks on goods going from Northern Ireland to Great Britain. Because we're the government of the United Kingdom and we will not institute or implement or enact such checks. And the idea that Tato crisps from Tandrakeen Castle are going to be you know, by some process, it's just nonsense. So actually Northern Ireland has got a great deal. It's got, it's got a great deal. You keep, you keep free movement. You keep access to the. To the... No, I mean, the thing is. Okay, for what... those who didn't see that, he, well, you know who saw that. He is. <laughs> for those of you who can't <laughs> those, those see you, bits uh, of video, listening in colour, he is, he is holding a glass there, which looks like it has contained something if it doesn't already. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it's Standing a drinking up, glass, right? Forth, yeah. And with a lot of people stood around. I, I don't know where. Where, where was he? Is that, is that a party? It was in Northern Ireland. Oh, right, really? I think it, I think it's towards the end of the negotiations and they right. finished. Oh, it's going to be brilliant. But blah, 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 also, blah, blah, loads blah, of people blah. have pointed out that it's bullshit. Of course, there'll have to be checks. Otherwise, how do you tell the difference between something that's from China and something that's from Devon? Yes. Yeah. It's just it's, yeah. I mean, it's clearly bullshit. But yeah, so he, does, he doesn't he, understand his own deal. But he does look like a drunk, particularly when he's going. I'm the prime minister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the least convincing prime minister I've I've ever seen. I speak as the Prime Minister... As the Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I speak as the Prime Minister and Queen. <laughs> well, I'm just decided I'm the President. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets his little laugh by saying, Tato Crisps. Yeah. Um, he knows how to get his laugh. He is personable, right? He is. He's always... In, in a lot of videos, you always see him sort of walking along with people around him, laughing and giggling. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know... It, he clearly has, you know, he is clearly a character. He's just, but he, he also just seems like a bumbling idiot sometimes as well. <laughs> and it, I think our biggest issue with him is not really whether he's intelligent or not. It's just it's trust, isn't it? We don't. He's very yeah. hard man to trust. He's he's gone back on things he said so many times. He's outrageously lied. Yeah, which politicians do, but he's uh, like unforgivably clear examples. I mean, his his worst be prime minister so far mostly what's been happening is people not trusting him <laughs> and so forcing him to behave a certain way sometimes yeah. with the law sometimes by not refusing to give him an election yes I don't think anything going on right now or being said right now is going to be deciding factors in this election it's going to be uh, someone's going to fuck up massively there's always been a few there's already been a few little scandals yeah there? And I've only, I've only been, as I say, I've not even been on social media recently. I've seen odd. Can you tell us any of the scandals that have, that have passed by? I know something's well, one, happened one in the very biggie, first few days of the uh, of the election campaign. So Jacob Rees-Mogg, do you know about that one? Right. Okay. And I heard he, he said something. Oh, oh, I know. It's about Grenfell, right? Yeah, about Grenfell and about how uh, what he would have done <laughs> Which if was he'd what? been in Grenfell was uh, even though the fire brigade told people to stay, uh, he would have left. Right. You know, it's just common sense. Right. Did the <laughs> fire brigade say if there's ever a fire in this building, which I think that's the case, right, that this is what you're supposed to do is stay in one warning that went out on that day or, or during the fire saying stay in your stay in your rooms? Oh, that one I'm not sure about. But because hey, I hey. want to know what he's referring to there. Is he talking about 
that was just something written on a on a on a door somewhere amongst fire instructions. Yeah, I don't know. But I mean, if you're just kind of on the on the fourteenth floor, leaving burning buildings, not you know. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, but he uh, in his look, it was a very stupid thing for him to say. Yeah, and I'm not going to say it because I've seen what reaction it gets. But why the fuck would you stay in a room in a building burning building? I don't know if it's like not safe to leave it or whatever. If you were told to, I don't know. So the idea is that people were told to stay, and he's going, "Well, I wouldn't have done it." And then later, when the, you know, there's flooding. I don't think he should have said that as a minister, but I don't. I think you were entitled to give that as an opinion. I don't think that's saying that everyone's stupid for not doing it. Oh, but the, 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 part of the apology uh, by someone else was that um, well, Jacob's much cleverer than those people. Yeah, I heard that. Right? I can't remember who that was. That's someone who's fucking it up even more for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not. Those weren't his words. And also, was that said with no irony whatsoever? I. Uh, it was by way of uh, trying to explain it, as by way of sort of public. Show. It's because he's cleverer than you. Yes, he's very, <laughs> very, very well educated and intelligent. Uh, look, it was a tragedy, and, and you can't say uh, it's it's less of a tragedy for people because mm. they should have second guessed the correct decision on what the um, uh, emergency services were going to do. But I don't think I think that was a fuck up for him to say it. For him. I personally would not stay in a room that was in a building that was on fire when I'm. I'd find a way of getting down to the ground floor, wouldn't you? Well, now that I've known from Jacob Rees Mark, <laughs> um, I'd have thought so, but you never know how you're going to behave in, in an emergency. People do freeze. You're right, yeah. yeah. Uh, especially if they've been told to. Yes. Um, <laughs> what's it called? Bystander effect? Is that the thing of where people just wait for no, somebody that's else? A different thing. That's something else. By, bystander is where you see you think other, other people are going to do something about it, so you don't do anything oh, that about is what it I meant. yourself. Yeah, but that's well, not the same because sort of what they find what they find in plane crashes and so on. Plane it's one crashes, of the big yeah. is that people will freeze simply because they actually petrify. They right. they actually become uh, so. That it's not even a fear response. From what I remember reading about it a while ago, is it's it's more um, uh, just disengaging, kind of like right. this is not happening. Someone else will sort it out. It's, it's sort of bystanderish, but it's not really because yeah. in this one you think an authority is going to do something. Right. Okay. Well, what one nice uh, bit of fallout from the Jacob Rees Mogg thing was that in some of the Yorkshire floods, you know, South Yorkshire's flooded really, really badly. Um, so people who had been left stranded in Meadowhall Shopping Centre in Sheffield were all tweeting at Jacob Rees Mogg to ask what they should do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been, we've been told to stay here, but uh, Jacob, should we start swimming? <laughs> That's nice. Um, okay, so there, there was him. Mm. And I, based on a cartoon I saw in a paper, I think something else happened with Labour at the same time. There was also a, because I know both of them got off. Both parties got off to a bad start in the first few days. Yeah, I don't know what what was the Labour thing. Do you remember? Uh, no, I, I, I As I say, I haven't been paying attention. I remember seeing a, or it might be a cartoon showing. Um, uh, I think maybe it was a standard cartoon. It was showing the Tories and um, Labour starting off in a race and both falling flat on their faces. Which I think was just supposed to represent um, that that's how the first week, how the, how the opening had gone. Right. But I don't think it makes a lot of difference. I, 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 as I say, I, I think what happens in the first week of the campaign or the second week of the campaign is really important to them. But that's all going to be forgotten. It's going to be the last couple of weeks of the campaign is all that really matters. I, I agree, but it also depends how the thing plays. Like if the Jacob rees mogg thing just keeps going, which it, it feels a little bit like it's... Uh, yeah, that's not gonna. It's that's that's stuff is not gonna be enough, you know. 
I mean, Jacob Rees-Mogg's already fairly unpopular with a lot of people, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is at the moment that reeks of yep, he said something that was stupid and it should be mentioned. But that reeks of the kind of thing where both parties are looking for the massive mistake made by the other party. And they're going to try and make something look bigger than it actually yeah. is. That's one but, person giving an unfortunate Kensington, opinion. Where Grenfell is is a swing constituency. All right, it's a marginal. Okay. Possibly a three-way marginal, because although Labour won it from the Tories last time by a very, very small, very small majority, and um, if you go to the tactical voting apps that they're that are doing the rounds now, uh, they go, "Oh, go Lib Dem," right? Because the Lib Dem, Lib Dem's absolutely had a landslide there in the European elections. But that is one thing with this election, we might see a lot of sliding around. We might see a lot of differences from the last election coming up. So certainly in... Uh, you're just playing another video? Uh, no, I'm not. Just, give me one second to pause. Okay, that little bit of confusion uh, was Nick Sunnyside looking at his phone because he was being texted um, by someone finding out whether we want a pizza. Yes. Yes. So we said yes. Oh, I was going to leave that as a cliffhanger. It looked like you were being really intense for a moment, like you just found something exciting right. and what it was was a pizza delivery. Yeah, and, and also, <laughs> also the people whose flat that we're recording this in are coming home. <laughs> Yes. So come round, have some pizza. Yeah. What were we talking about before we did that? Uh, Kensington, Chelsea, was it? I was just saying about yeah, how there's going to be a lot of, I think there could be a, some interesting slide arounds as well. Yeah. And what's going to happen in the northeast, whether some of the um, some areas might go from Labour is, is going to be interesting as well, which looks like that's on the cards. Yeah, that's been a big thing. People talking about tactical voting and trying to work out how to vote. Yeah. Um, this time, so Best for Britain have a tool that they use, that, and they say it's been quite good at predicting, uh, like it, you know, it predicted Trump, it predicted the outcome of the last election quite well, but people are really ridiculing it because it seems to suggest things you wouldn't think looking at the last election. Yep. So, for instance, in Kensington, it was uh, Labour and the Tories neck and neck, and uh, uh, way in third place, the Lib Dems. Um, but the Lib Dems won big at the European elections, and also what they do is they do demographic uh, studies. So if they say sort of, um, professional black women in their 30s vote this way, and there's this many of them there, they sort of they use that as a sort of... How much, how much do you think polling actually itself changes the vote? You know, because when That's you hear, like, like, I don't know, people feeling safe not to go and vote uh, on a Brexit issue or whatever else because they're pretty sure of which way the vote's going to go based on all the polling and so on. And then they get surprised afterwards. And you, you wonder how often that does affect people. Or, or they it's hear a party's doing particularly well, so they're now going to vote against that party because they don't like how overconfident they're getting or something else. I mean, year, years ago, I voted a particular way because... Uh, uh, something I got through the door and it just went right it's these two parties neck and neck your vote's really important but voting for anyone else is a, a waste of vote did you go around feeling really important for a while no I felt totally go, oh, cheated I matter, I matter because so um, much. it was a landslide right <laughs> um, <laughs> oh okay you've been distracted by pizza again haven't you <laughs> I, I recognise the look on do your you, face do you want now. a spicy Diablo that sound good I don't know what that is. It'd be like spicy sausage. Yeah. This is great podcast material. Let's do that. <laughs> I think we're coming to the end of this particular podcast. 
I can, there's lots of clues. Um, do you want to? You don't, you don't like mushrooms, do you? No. No mushrooms. Really I'm sorry, I, we're in dead air. But this this, this is a calling dead watch air. How, how Nick just suddenly got so sidetracked by that. But also, what's really funny is me, re- me remembering what a fussy eater you are. So they're like, I'll just get this. No, don't get that. It doesn't like. No, Te- it doesn't like. Textures. Yeah. It's basically ordering a pizza for someone who doesn't like tomato. <laughs> or, or bread. Or cheese. <laughs> or Italian words. <laughs> it's like food. You wouldn't know it to look at me. There's the, it's probably worth a quick mention of the terrible, terrible statistics that the Lib Dems have been passing around the time. The place. They've, been, they've been sending people, uh, Lib Dems winning here, Lib Dems, and, and just here, here are the statistics of what would happen if there were no other parties apart from. <laughs> and then they really? say, yes, the Lib Dems could win with 84%. I'm, I'm slightly exaggerating, but if, effectively, if you read the small print underneath, you go, well, that, that's an insane thing to. Measure. Yeah, of course, if there was no such thing as the Labour Party or the Greens, the Lib Dems would get a much bigger vote. Right. But why tell me that? Yeah. So that's a really weird tactic, then, isn't it? Really that's, weird, that's yeah. totally see-through. Yeah, and again, makes you I think you there was something also that, where they said the Guardian had said something that they, they were likely to win if under some circumstance. And it turned out it was one of their MPs who said to the Guardian, and then they quoted the Guardian for mentioning it. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the full story was. I was kind of not, not been paying attention. So I, that's the thing. I've spent the last few weeks not paying attention. So thank you for updating me on roughly what's going on. It's um, it's basically where we were at anyway. Nothing's nothing much has changed, and it, and it will not do. Uh, but we are going. We're going to be scandal hunting, I think, and that's that's yeah. what's really going to make a big difference. And the option, none of the options are really pretty. It's like it's it's not like not like a nice menu in a restaurant it's more like, I, I went into a Nando's it's once a menu with and then they, they, had me sh- they had me sit down and then when I went to the counter they went um, so what would you like oh by the way we don't have any chicken <laughs> chicken really yeah <laughs> I'm like don't you mean you're closed yeah <laughs> that's literally all you fucking do man. <laughs> but that, that's what this is this is a yeah, going into the voting booth is going to be going like going into a Nando's with no chicken. Mm. No, mm. Nothing you really want. Well, it depends, you know. I don't know who and you are listening to this. Someone's mixed up the sauces. You don't know which, which is hot now and which is lemon and herb. Um, so, I, I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to vote. Sweet too sweet. There's not any corn in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sweetness. Um, no, so that's what, this, that's what this... That's what this election is going to be then, just like a really bad Nando's trip, yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. You just have to, for some reason you have to stay in the restaurant even though they don't have any of the food. Yeah. Or you have to leave without any kind of deal. Who knows what will happen? Yeah. Watch this space because we will be here to vaguely <laughs> report on it. <laughs> to we'll vaguely be, we'll be here to be confused with you. Yeah, I, I, I mean, often I think you know, it's oh, it's local. Just vote for the good MP if you've got a good MP. You know, you know, if you don't like Corbyn but you want something more left wing, well, you know, there's plenty of MPs. I don't like any of them. Like I want to. I want to try. I do want to believe. I do believe. I do believe there's a lot of good people who become MPs. Yeah. But I, I, I cannot. I wouldn't do it myself, so I can't really relate to the mentality of people. Who do. I'm glad there are people who do that job. Yeah. But I really don't understand what drives people and so on. And they, they are different to us. In a moment, I'm doing the talk, seeing the Talking Politics live and so on. Rory Stewart yeah. at one point was saying 
how you know when you learn politics in school um blah blah, blah. And then he started talking about that you expect this you're taught this but actually it's more like that and I'm going, yeah. oh, and then I got stuck at that point going, you got taught politics in school? Yeah, I was, I was just thinking, I've never taught anything about politics. <laughs> no. What kind of private school do you go to? Well, obviously you did. Um, yeah, but so I, I don't know their worlds. Anyway, I think we've we've talked enough now. And as, a, as you say, at this point, anything could be true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's chaos, but uh, on the 12th of December. It's exciting chaos, though, because yeah. anything could be true. Like, fuck, it's going to be another big... Like it's going to be a what the fuck I think. Yeah. Whatever happens, it's going to be like how did that happen? And a lot of people in their bubbles who are going to be so surprised by whatever the result it is. Yeah, there's no, no. I can't think of a result that doesn't make you go, "Holy shit!" Yeah, like all all of them will make me say that. So that's our prediction: is the yeah. result will make you say, "Holy shit!" Yeah. in a few weeks' time. The morning, of the thirteenth of December. Holy shit! Day. Yeah, and we'll see what mood we're all going into Christmas with this year. Yeah. Which is going to be strange. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much. Very much. Very much. Thank you very, very, thank you very, very much. much. Um, give you a hug. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, I didn't mean you. I mean, I'm going to go around and give whoever's listening a hug. Okay, yeah. So uh, let us know your address and um, we'll see you then. We'll both be turning up at your door. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>